It's Corona time. This is Good, Good Morning Liberty. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charlie Chuck Thompson. Across from me, aside from me. Uh, Across. <laughs> across if you're watching me. live on yes. Patreon, then it's right next to you right, on the split yes. screen. But yeah, I am actually across from you. In the same room, studio, as always. And but by the way, can I say something? It's not across. A lot of no. people say across. It's across. It's just across. Yeah. And I know I have a slight lisp and I can't, you know, I'm not one to speak on this. Not across Jesus died on. but No, a, it's a, it's just like across, across the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, especially Southerners, will say, well, he went across the... Across over there. Well, you know, well, last time I checked, he was across over there, you know, and they say they put a T like there's a T at the end or like an ED that they still say with a T and it drives me nuts. It's like a lot of people it drives say me nuts. Kroger's and they put Kroger's. an S on the end yeah. of it. Yeah. All it's these just Kroger. All these. That's it. People say both. You guys know that the word both does not have an L in it. Does everyone realize that the word both yeah. has no L? Like, I would say 80% of the population adds the letter L to the word both. And it drives me completely insane. And almost... <laughs> so, insane. Yeah. I'm so... In, it's, I'm yeah. insane about yes. it. Well, you know what other people do is they add an R to coronavirus. They do. Yeah. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yes. COVID-19. That's what is on the docket today. Because, <laughs> you know, it's mass hysteria. People are riding in the streets. There's cars on fire. Every... Cro- Dogs the- and cats are living together. <laughs> All the Krogers are out of toilet paper. There ain't yeah. no TP left in any Kroger. And I, I'm gonna have to I check can't Amazon. tell you how many pictures I've seen on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You know, I spend most of my day pissing away <laughs> on social media, scrolling through the news feeds, and it's just inundated. Inundated. <laughs> it's just. It's next to India. <laughs> yes, is where this happens. It's inundated. Yes, with. All kinds of empty empty shelves, which is a foreshadowing of Bernie's America, by the way. Um, but it's quite interesting that we have to keep talking about this thing every single day because that's all that's dominating the news. It's causing the stock market to crash. By the way, the NBA canceled their season. The NHL just canceled their season. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the NCAA might cancel the March Madness tournament. They're Right now, they're saying that the games will be played with no one in attendance. Um, this sounds like cover for they the, just knew people weren't going to come this year anyway. The Major League Baseball has canceled their season. They're on hiatus. Thank God. So right now they're playing a golf tournament still, which is fine, I guess. You just, yeah. 40,000 no 40, people on a golf course. It's a lot more open air. Hmm. So you think they're still going to have like NASCAR races and stuff like that? I don't know. It's a, it seems like the whole world is coming down. Now, you would think if that were their case, there has to be at least a million people, at least a million people. Which is a lot. At least a million people would be coming down. A million out of the 7.7 billion people that are in the world. You would think a million people have this. Similar to, let's just say, if a million people had some other kind of disease that there was. Right. um, Which there are. Several other diseases that a lot of people have. Millions upon millions of them have different diseases. We're going to talk about here in a minute. I was pulling from some stuff from uh, from WHO. Not the band. The website that studies health. Uh, pulling some stuff from who? I mean, 5,000 people die every single day from tuberculosis. 5,000? 5, 5,000 of them, okay? Now, I just tweeted, the unfortunate thing for 
uh, tuberculosis and those who have it is that generally that's striking people in countries that I guess the public and the media just simply don't care about, unfortunately, for those people. But I would say that's a pandemic. Maybe 5,000 people a day dying from a specific disease. Definitely an epidemic. That is, that is, that is pre- preventable in some kind of a way. You know, you would think that maybe there would be a little bit more media uproar about that. But no, we just go on day after day, you know, 10,000, 15,000 people dying every single day from all kinds of different diseases. But we get one pop up where 50 to 60 people are dying a day, possibly. Uh, And it's a pandemic. We got to stop everything. We got to take all our money out of the market. We got to stop travel. We got to stop all this stuff. So we have to approach this today from the smartest way possible, the most unbiased way possible. And, you know, be delicate about it. There are people dying and we can't sound like we don't care about that because we do. I'm against death. Yes. I'm strongly against death. I don't favor it in any in any way possible. So we have to talk about can there is there something that could be done about this? Uh, is the government failing on this or is this just a disease and this is what diseases do? Or is this a failure because the wrong letter person is in the Oval Office? What, what's going on with that? But first... Charlie, you know what our Bert, our Bert First is, real quick. Uh, Bert. Bert First was a guy I met back when I was in high school, <laughs> and he was trying to sell me a uh, a lawnmower so I could start a nice little business, do it going around doing lawn mowing and weeding around town. And the old old Bert, you know, I think he's already kicked the bucket since then. But uh, what a just a kind soul, what a really kind soul. But also, but he first, told you one thing. He he gave me some you advice. Would never forget the rest of your life. Because it was the most important thing. He said, one day, son. <laughs> Nathaniel. He wasn't my dad, but he he was a nice guy. Well, you know how older people yeah. call. Yes, they call yeah. called me son. Yeah. Son, one day, there's going to be this show called the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, before I take my last breath, please. Subs- I was there when he died, old Bert. Please, please subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe yes. to the to the Good Morning Liberty podcast. All Bert, his dying wish was that everyone would subscribe <laughs> to our podcast. And uh, the, the reason you want to do that is because we release a new episode every single day of the week when we want to. And he knew that we were going to do that, old Bert. He yes. was cool. And he knew that we were going to do that, releasing a new episode every single day of the week when we want to about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. And we got to figure out what the heck this meaning... Be, listen, you got to check yourself. That way... Before you wreck yourself. hurt yourself this is how the saying yeah. goes. Yeah, you got to check yourself and we got to do that today, too, because we have to hone in on what our meaning is. Why are we doing this? What's the purpose behind everything that we do every single day? Why are we spending all this time on Good Morning Liberty, on doing a trading class, on doing all this stuff? Why is it? Because this morning I was talking about this is stressful. We're doing a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff right now. It's constant all day. I barely have time to spend mindless hours on TikTok anymore. It's getting tough. Okay. It's getting really (laughs) tough. And so we have to decide what the meaning is in our lives. Why are we doing this podcast? Well, the first thing I said was we're going to get filthy rich. So that's the first thing that we got to do. Secondly, it's going to help a lot of people. We've had a lot of people send us messages, a lot of people, and they're good people, and I know them very well, and they've sent us messages about how, you know, I used to be just a hardcore right-wing extremist. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. I don't think they said that. (laughs) I used to be a hardcore conservative, you know, just bombs away all the time and make sure that we had all these 
perfect government programs, and as long as my guy with an R next to his name, or a girl, you know, it's fine nowadays, were in office, and as long as they were in there, then I didn't care what the government was doing. And now, since I've heard you guys, I always thought libertarians were crazy people, and I saw you guys have your shirts on, and you shave your faces every once in a while, so I have a different idea about libertarians now. And he said, you guys have actually opened my eyes to libertarianism, to just allowing people to be more free. And while I used to just, as long as my guy was in office, I was really great and I wanted the government wanted the government to control everything, well now I realize that I don't know who's gonna be in control of the government come next year whatsoever. I have no clue that way. Uh, so that means I can't give that person, whomever that may be, I can't give that person power over my life or my family's lives. And we are helping that person and many others like them, and we know them, and they're great, and we love them. We we know many other people like that, just a lot of people, and they're great people. Trust me, I know them. Uh, that they are making their lives better. They are learning about liberty. They're learning about the free market. They're learning that uh, maybe you could just allow people to be free and to pursue their own dreams and to pursue the things that make them happy and stop trying to control them. So the number one thing when we talk about what our meaning here is, it's making the world a better place. It's helping people make their lives better. It's not that we're going to make your life better. It's making sure that we're letting you know that you can make your life better. That you don't need to be dependent on someone else to make your life better for you. That's why we traded. That's why we started our trading class at mastermytrades.com. If you want to check out that class, you can check it out. That's why we're doing all these things every single day. And it really is, it's people helping people. Power, powerful stuff, you know, powerful stuff. I'm reminded today, a good friend of mine wrote an article that used one of my favorite quotes by Thomas Jefferson that says, I prefer dangerous freedom over, peace, over peaceful slavery. I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. I have a shirt that says that, yeah. actually. It's an amazing quote. Uh, um, way back in the day. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin said something similar. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. And so in this whole episode, we're going to talk about with the coronavirus, the COVID-19 watch. Uh, we're on high alert. High alert. Hide your kids. The mood is Eat tense. your dogs. Um, <laughs> in this age that we're living in. Um, you have to decide what, what's more important. Is it freedom and liberty or is it government control over your lives? And what are they what are they trying to do during this crisis? What, what is what is going to happen? And the main question is, and this is a, a nice little shout out to our to our pal Jason Stapleton at the Wealth, Power and Influence show. Wealth, Power and Influence is the name of the, the podcast. Go check that out if you haven't already. But a uh, shout out to him because. The answer here and what you have to figure out is, am I just sitting around waiting to see what solutions other people are going to come up with? That way my life doesn't get completely destroyed right now. Like if you're sitting there worrying about your job making cuts or your entire retirement being gone, any of these types of things, like if you're sitting here dependent on other people, even though you think that you're not, and it's great. You got it. You got a job. That's good. You got a retirement. That's good. 
you're still kind of dependent on some other people right now because we're all sitting here waiting to see uh, whether or not we can travel, whether or not our business is going to be open, whether or not we can go to school and learn and, and make investments and actually return money on those investments. We're still just sitting here waiting on people up in higher ups in Washington to make the, the perfect decisions. That way we can all have a better life. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that idea. The idea here is that you have to find a way to become truly self-sufficient in a way where things like this, like this coronavirus thing, maybe that's why I just simply don't care that much. I don't think it's a pandemic. I don't, it's not going to affect me. I, I know it's not truly going to affect me. So maybe that's why I'm able to have the attitude I have about it. I don't know. And maybe that's why so many other people are so scared about it because they're dependent. I don't know. And even if you do get infected, your likelihood of survival is really high. It's very high likelihood. Yeah. Just as high as if you got the flu, by the way. Just about. Were you sick this year at all? I had the flu really bad this year. Oh. Yeah. And you're still with us. Still here. Still with us. Now, the survival rate has gone up a lot for the flu. But I guess technically, if you looked at it, um, you'd be looking at about a 97% survival rate for the coronavirus or a 99% survival rate for the flu. Basically, you're probably going to survive unless you're over the age of 80, which would you say that was like over 18% kill rate for over the age of 80? 24% something like that. It was really high, like yeah. really bad. I almost think I almost think this virus was created by the old communist guard. Yeah. I'm pretty sure to get rid of the old way of thinking. Well, you know, know, my my grandmother died from a fluid in the lungs ultimately. Yeah. And now she had open heart surgery, get this at a VA center. She, my grandmother was a veteran. She was a badass yeah man she worked for the pentagon man and uh <laughs> she worked for the pentagon for a couple of years that's where some of that money went by the way <laughs> some of that pentagon money there it is but anyway no she was uh she was she was a great a great grandmother and she ended up having what was supposed to be a routine second heart surgery she had already had one she had a second heart no a second that's heart crazy. surgery a second surgery on her oh okay same heart say like yeah Having two hearts, that's no routine surgery no, whatsoever. No. Like normally it'd be routine like if it's on your your original one. It's, you know? it's original same heart. Okay, but she second was surgery. A, she was having a second surgery. I just want to clarify, not everyone knows us. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I don't just, know. <laughs> I'm trying to get through the story. Okay. So anyway, she ended up passing away. Now after you that said surgery. she was in the Navy, right? <laughs> yes. Was that was was that what happened? She ended up passing away after the second surgery on her same heart. She ended up passing away because she had fluid in her lungs that she couldn't get rid of. And the reason she had fluid in her lungs is because the VA assumed that she was a smoker and they went ahead and performed the surgery, even though they knew the fluid was in her lungs to begin with. And my grandmother hadn't been a smoker in like 40 years. So number one, they should have never performed the surgery. However, she was 74 at the time. And unfortunately at that age, no matter what you do, unless you're intubated, it's very difficult for your body to get rid of that fluid. Yeah. That's why you see this virus is a very uh, heavily destructive on your respiratory system. And what is happening is, is people over the age of 60, 70 and 80 are having a lot of trouble expelling that fluid out of their lungs, which turns into pneumonia, which ultimately is what kills you. Yeah. And, and it's all because you're essentially drowning from the inside. You can't <clears throat> expel that fluid that you need to expel. Whereas younger people, you mostly have no problem expelling all of that nastiness, yeah. right? And so that's why this virus particularly 
uh, like other colds and flus that kill old people is because it affects the fluid in the lungs, which ultimately if you can't breathe, you, you can't live. And, and so this is very, um, I don't know if it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's a relative thing to think about that if you're going to get the coronavirus, if you're going to be infected, if you're under the age of 70, the likelihood that you're going to survive is very high, which is why you and I are both like, I just don't understand. And if you I don't also understand the pandemic, if you don't smoke or you don't have any pre-existing conditions, yes, the likelihood you're going to survive it is very, very high. Yeah. Like it's, you're probably good. If you're under 80 and you don't smoke or you don't have any pre-existing, say heart conditions or respiratory conditions, uh, then you're probably good. Now that doesn't mean that we shouldn't care about it. I mean, people over 80 or people too, people who have smoked are people too, but we got to discuss whether or not this is a, this is a pandemic. Do you want to run through this, uh, that, that life science thing that's on here? Or you actually pulled up something that was way more detailed. I don't know if we need all that detail, but you pulled up a website that literally will tell you the temperatures of the people who have coronavirus right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This is coming from worldometers.info slash coronavirus. If you want to go there, coronavirus worldometers.info. So they have a, a counter here. It's going up. Let me just refresh here. See what it says. Um, yeah, it just went up by 10. So the right now, the coronavirus, the coronavirus cases around the world is 134,098. Uh, so far, the death toll is 4,965 and 68,898 people have recovered. So that currently leaves 60,235 active cases. And of those 54,288, basically 90%, they're in mild condition. That means they're not hospitalized. These people have been infected. Their infection's not serious enough for hospitalization. So they're sent home and quarantined. Yeah. Like, hey, go home. Don't cough on people, idiot. Don't, <laughs> don't wipe your nose and, and wipe it on your children. Don't grab a doorknob afterwards. Nothing right. like that. Wash your hands. Stay in your own room. And you kill the virus yourself. Uh, about 10% of the active cases, 5,947 people, they're in serious or critical condition. Serious is hospitalized. Critical, they're in the ICU. Intensive care unit, by the way. There have been 73,863 closed cases. 93%, 68,898 of those people, they recovered and were discharged. And as I said, as I mentioned before, 4,965 total deaths. Huh. And if you look at by country, let's talk about the USA because that's what's important for us. <laughs> exactly. Sorry for for most of our listeners. We do have <laughs> listeners around the world. I'm sorry, yeah. but for most of our listeners in the in the good old US of A, this whole the in it. By the way, keep in mind, NHL's canceled their season. So is the MLB. So is the NBA. They're all on indefinite suspension of their season until further notice. Um, which is upsetting because the Preds had a game tonight. I was looking forward to. Well, probably uh, stop the loss. So keep <laughs> keep in mind all of that. Everything is being shut down. There's no travel from European countries for 30 days. All kinds of things shut down. The USA has 1,573 total cases. Of those, 40 people have died. And the total cases per million population is only 4.8. Contrast that with what's going on in Italy. Italy has 15,113 cases. 1,016 deaths 
and they have 250 cases per million. That's quite a population. lot more. Yeah. Now, there's a huge correlation between smoking cigarettes and people dying from this disease. And so age, cigarette smoking, death. That's which, which basically would, the same situation we've always been living which in. Which would happen yeah, whether the coronavirus existed yeah, or not. That sounds like normal to me. Age, smoking, death. That's yeah. It kind of all correlates together. Circle of life right there. But if you looked at the numbers in China, see, you got to go and look at all this data, by the way. Don't depend on Brian Williams from MSDNC to tell you <laughs> what you should be doing. Go look at the data. It's all out there. What's the correlation? If you look at China, more men died than women. Now, why? Sexism. No. Oh. More men smoke than women in China. Now, more people have died in Italy. Why? Well, the smoking rate in Italy, by the way, is 24%. 24% of people in Italy smoke. The smoking rate in the United States, 14%. Huh. So it's less. How about that? And you look at some of these other European countries, the smoking rate's a lot higher. Spain, France, uh, they still smoke it to cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> they got their, well, crap, what would they have? Could I don't even know what their names are. You know they're like real... Slim, like skinny cigarettes, like Virginia Slims up there, only in, in Italian. Not all of them, but yeah. yeah. They also have that Corella DeVille yeah. pipe. You know? And there's a strong correlation so like, between using the little cigarette extension thing, exactly what Charlie's doing right there, yeah. and deaths from the coronavirus. Therefore, <laughs> that is what causes coronavirus. That's what we have found. No, now, no, now, that's not true. One thing I wanted to talk about, you heard it here first, folks. It's the cigarette extension device. I don't know what that is, but that's, that's where the virus that's what breeds. It is. That's where it breeds. It sits inside of that. <laughs> if you don't use that, then you'll be fine. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people, they wouldn't do what we're going to do right now because uh, we're great and you're lucky we're here. I've been trying to do all my Trump, my Trump sayings today, by the way, just, just working on them. Yeah. I can't do the voice, but I can, I can do some of the, uh, the different things he would say. The a lot people. of people... The, the, a lot of people, what they would say is that, well, obviously, uh, they've got universal health care over there. They've got government-provided health care over there in Europe. And they're doing a way worse job dealing with the coronavirus than we are here in the good old U.S. of A. We've had 40 people die, up to, what, 1,000 cases, something like that. Italy's have as many deaths as we have total cases. So it, it, it got pretty bad pretty quick there. And a lot of people... If you're wanting to spin something, and I understand the urge to want to spin it this way, because at first I also wanted to spin it this way, would say that, well, this is because they have a national health care service and it takes care of everything for them. They've all got their universal health care and therefore they're failing and our health care system is better. And that's what it is. I understand wanting to make that correlation and wanting to make that causation as well. The problem is you got to make sure you're checking your biases. So what we did was we looked up the population density of these places. To me, that's the most important to me. And the reason that's the most important is because when you're talking about a virus that spreads because people are coughing or sneezing or they're touching things in public. And when you have a lot higher population density, when there are more people per square kilometer, whatever that is, when there are more people per square kilometer, then you're going to have a lot higher transfer rate of the virus from person to person. So make sure that you check your biases when you're talking about this with people because you don't just want to come off as some kind of a right-wing shill. You don't, you don't just want to be a political hack when you're talking about this. Italy's uh, population density 
is 200 people per square meter, per square kilometer, not per square meter. That would be a lot of people stacked on top of each other. (laughs) And that would, in fact, spread a virus very quickly. But (laughs) I don't think that's what they're dealing with. So 200 people per square kilometer. And in the United States, it is 35 people per square kilometer. Now, the average in Europe is a little over 100 people per square kilometer. And yet again, the United States, our average is 35 people per square kilometer. Now, when you're dealing with a virus that is spreading because people are coughing on one another or they're touching things that other people have touched, when you have a lot more people jam-packed into one smaller area, then it's going to spread a lot faster and through a lot more people. So while we can make the case for why our government-ran healthcare system is going to do a better job than their government-ran healthcare system, we got to make sure that we're not just saying that it's because of their system that they have more cases. I would say that it's simply because they have a really high population density. Remember, all these countries, they're pretty small. They have a lot of people packed into a very small area. Would you say earlier Wuhan has 60 million people in its metropolitan area? Yeah. That's twice the amount of people that are in Canada. That's twice the amount of people that are in the state of California. It's the total population of Italy. The total population of of Italy is in Wuhan. So when you have a very high population density, the transfer rate is obviously going to be a whole lot higher than if you're out there in the middle of Montana somewhere. You're not going to be spreading the disease very quickly. So it's well, and here's a good stat. So out of the 138,000 that are confirmed now, there are more cases popping up outside of China than there are inside of China. Whoa. And China has a massive population density. Yeah. So if you think about the city of Wuhan, 60 million people packed into a very tight metro area, if it's not spreading like wildfire there, then that says something about the uh, communication. Yeah, that'd be the right term. You could communicable. Um, you could see something where the people who are the, the most, disease. the the people who are most susceptible to it, there could be something about it where the people who are most susceptible to it are going to get it. And then there's just a really high portion of the population that is just simply not going to get it somehow. Maybe they were born immune and we need to take their blood and we need to put it into everyone else's blood. You know, something like that. I'd say that's the plan that we need to do. I've seen that in a couple of movies. So I think that works. Yeah. So the, there's something to be said about the fact that it's slowing down in China. You would think we would take this as some type of good news. Why would it be slowing down in China if we can trust their numbers? Well, it could be that maybe maybe the disease has kind of run its course and then they've done some of their isolation tactics and now uh, it's starting to slow down the amount of people that are getting it. And maybe that's something that we could look forward to in the future for us as well. But no. That's not what we need to look forward to. What we need to do is have the entire stock market with, withdraw. Everyone take your money out uh, because all the businesses are going to fail, right? Because of what? Well, because the stock market's going down. Like that, That's why they're going to fail. Then you just get this little cyclical, this, this cycle, which normally those are cyclical. Uh, you get this vicious cycle where the fear of the market going down, of course, causes the market to go down. And like I said earlier, I'm not worried about the coronavirus or what's going to happen. I'm worried about what everyone's reactions to the coronavirus are so far. And it's been really bad. It's been a, it's been a panic when I don't see the need for a panic. Well, and see, that's the problem is that there's nothing wrong with giving people information and telling people to pay attention. And here's the straight facts, like be straight up with people. But I feel like the media is way overdoing it 
way overdue. Well, like they do on there's, everything. There's no one out there saying, hey, um, this here's the facts. This one tends to be maybe a, a little bit more uh, death rate. We're watching this one closely. Um, you should should do what you can to stop spreading the virus, but we think everything's going to be okay. Instead, they're out there saying, this is the end of the world. Hide your kids. As we Hide know your it. Family. Yeah. Everyone's canceling everything. Cash out your money. Start a fire or something. Burn your house down. <laughs> I don't exactly. It's, it's insane, and you see this fear mongering tactic play out throughout human history. It it doesn't matter what it is. It's always been the end times. You had a great quote from a from somebody in that Japanese book, right? The <laughs> well, I'm sorry, a Japanese author yes. who wrote a book. Yeah. So then which, it could have been. So it's could be a Japanese. Probably book, wrote I guess. it in Japanese. I would say to start yeah. with. Yeah. And it was translated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. I can't remember his name. We talked about it in our in our bonus episode that we put on Patreon earlier. Yeah. But uh, I'd have to look for it. It basically says something like everyone uh, deep in their hearts is waiting for the end of the world. And yeah. that was a the, the guy was born in 1949, written a lot of books, um, fairly, I guess, famous author. I saw the quote in a movie. That's why I knew the quote. But, but basically, <clears throat> everyone's waiting for the end of the world. But if you go back and look throughout history, which, by the way, history and why I love it so much, it's the only way to to look at human behavior in a coherent pattern and be able to understand the behavior of people in the future tense. And if you go back and look at history, you look at what's happened over the years, we've always used crisis situations and fear mongering um, to let people know that the end of the world is coming. Like some people, mm -hmm. they just want to predict the end of the world. Remember when the Mayan calendar ended or yeah. the Y2K bug? Or we had uh, even in the war be, uh, during World War II when the president locked up all the Japanese. We have the in internment camps. Nine Eleven happened. We almost and we lost the, all of our liberty. We almost died from the swine flu not too long ago. Swine flu ten years ago, I yeah. think. H one N one. Now look, I'm I say that all that to say I'm not saying you shouldn't pay attention. People were slaughtering hogs while the swine flu pandemic remember, was happening oh, and it had nothing to do with hogs whatsoever. Remember magic cow disease? Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to die from that. I mean, you got people who won't buy Corona because they think that it might have something to do with that. Uh, you've got, I mean, people won't have pet rhinos anymore because they're afraid of the rhino virus. You know, all kinds <laughs> of crazy things have happened over time. By yeah, the way, I got can rid we of not, my pet rhinos long time ago. Can we not ago. give this thing a, a, a cooler name, like a, a less scary name? That's the first thing I think we should do. Like we just say the flu or we just say the cold. You know, the common cold is called the, uh, the rhino virus. That's what it's called. Rhinovirus. That's scary. I don't want to get that there, rhinovirus, because rhinos are scary-looking dinosaurs, and I don't want to get that whatsoever. <laughs> Look at them. So yeah. I don't want to get the rhinovirus. So we just say, oh, I got a cold. I got a cold. I've got the common cold right now, but ooh, coronavirus. We That's need like a better when name. When you're a parent, they make RSV very scary. Yeah. Same thing. It's a rhinovirus, by yeah. the way. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a one that has a little bit more of an edge. But Parker had RSV when yeah. he was younger, tested positive for it, and he made pretty, it just fine. Pretty common, right? Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I Among just remember a, a scene in House, which is one of my favorite shows, where he tells, you know, he's always mean to his clinic patients, and they come in there, and they're like, what do I have? And he's like, I think you have a rhinovirus. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, what do you mean? He's like, a cold. <laughs> I was like, <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> that's cool.
That's pretty cool. So that's what we got right now. I I think we should come up with a better name. I think we should come up with a with a cooler name for this thing that isn't quite as scary. And we'll come up with that. We'll have it ready for you guys on tomorrow's show. So we will we will have that. We're making that prediction right now. Now speaking of the stock market thing, one really interesting thing. Obviously, you guys have seen the market not looking too good. I'm looking at it right now. Still not good. Uh, let me see what it's down. Eight point eight two percent so far on the day. That's not good at all. Uh, you know, some people that have a lot of money in the market, well, they're not doing too well. Some people like Jeff Bezos, well, his net worth, he's been losing about $2.3 billion of his net worth every day this week. Every day. So he's Bernie, lost $2.3 billion. <clears throat> Bernie must have tweeted about that, I'm right? sure Bernie was tweeting about how much money Jeff Bezos was losing a minute over the last over the last week i need to go through his twitter but i'm sure that just out of principle he was posting about how much money jeff bezos has been losing every single day this week well, he probably hasn't been doing that and the the crazy thing is what people will say when you say well jeff bezos lost 2.3 billion dollars every day this week well now you'll get an accurate response which is well that's just because he's got a lot of money in the stock market and the stock market's been going down thank you Thank you for finally giving what is the proper response to that statement, which is that almost all of Jeff Bezos' money is in the stock market and his ownership of Amazon, and the stock market's been going down. Therefore, his net worth has gone down a lot, and he has not technically lost the money because he hasn't sold anything. That is literally the response that I've gotten from people on Twitter and on Facebook. But if you were to say that Jeff Bezos was making $2.3 billion per year, well, that's because of wage theft. Or $2.3 billion a day. A day, sorry. $2.3 billion a day. That's because of wage theft. That's inequality. Theft. That's inequality. That's what that is. This is just because of profit and evil and greed and all these things. No, it's not because of the exact same thing you just said because he was losing money. Well, that's because he's got a lot of money in the stock market. And the stock market's been going up. And by the way, he hasn't actually made that money because he didn't sell his stocks. You could say the exact same thing. But that's the problem. People are biased in one direction. Not, not just people that are in the boy band one direction, but all kinds of people <laughs> are biased in one direction. And they only want to see things in the way that they want to see things. The correct I answer saw- to Jeff Bezos lost a bunch of money is that's because the stock market went down a whole lot. And he hasn't actually lost it because he hasn't sold. That is exactly the answer you should give to Jeff Bezos just made a lot of money in the last few days. It's the exact same answer. He hasn't answer. made any money because he hasn't sold. He hasn't sold it, and he's only making the money because the stock market was going up a whole bunch. Yeah. Not because he was stealing extra money from the workers, nothing like that. Jeff Bezos was worth $130 billion, which is way more billions than Amazon's ever made in their entire existence. Profited. Way more. How can that be possible? Well, it's just because the stock market was going up. That's it. The perceived value of Amazon was going up. It's just a perceived value. That's all it is. I saw a tweet today that said, uh, those of you who are wondering, those of you who are wondering about, you know, normal folk hoarding TP, just wait till you realize all the wealthy people uh, or the top 1% is hoarding all the, all the wealth. And I was like, where are they hoarding it? Like where now somebody commented and and put the link to the uh, Panama papers, which you know, we can talk about that on an episode one day, which is a few people, basically a few hundred yeah. thousands, um, <laughs> not hundred thousands, but a few people that were 
uh, incorporating their businesses and stuff basically as tax havens and in legal loopholes. They were incorporating these shell companies so that they could pay less taxes. Now, what does that tell you about taxation? But anyway, people want to get away from it. The biggest thing is, is like people like Jeff Bezos. Where is he hoarding his money? I don't know. It's in the stock market. I thought it was in his mattress. (laughs) Now, now where is the stock market? Well, that's in the U.S. economy. It's in the economy. Uh, Where else do rich people hoard their uh, money? Oh, I don't know. Factories, buildings, warehouses, uh, places that give you a job. By the way, your labor, maybe they're not even profitable yet and they're still paying you. Yeah, that's where they hoard their wealth. By by the the way, way. is everyone expecting their paychecks that like you want to keep your job, but you're cool with your paychecks going down now because all their profits are way down. Right. Everyone's cool with that. Well, surely they should be because they all wanted their paychecks to go up when the market was going up and everyone's net wealth was going up a bunch. Everyone wanted their paychecks to go up. I'm assuming everyone wants their paychecks to be cut now. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and make that assumption because I wouldn't want to assume that people would be operating without any principles whatsoever. I would not want to assume that at all. So it's, it's exactly that. You think that Jeff Bezos is hoarding his wealth. Well, how did he just lose all of this money? Maybe there's a percentage of the wealth that is kept in Panama or wherever, but it is not. It is by far not the bulk of no, the wealth. No, 80, not. 85% of Jeff Bezos's wealth is in his ownership of Amazon. 85% of it, 80% of Bill Gates's wealth is in his ownership of Microsoft and like 25 other companies. Like it's not that they took the wealth and it's sitting in a bank account in Panama. It was in the stock market. And now a lot of people are taking it back home. Or in their mattresses. Or in their mattresses. There'd be a lot of mattresses stuff. How do you think Bezos lost all this money? Someone broke in his house and set all of his mattresses on fire? Is that what you think? (laughs) Did did he automatically start paying all of his workers more and that's why he's losing all this money? No. It's just the market's going down. And it's the same thing when the market's going up. Either either way. Either way is fine. Same with your 401k, by the way. Yeah. And your IRA and your pension and all that, it all goes up and down with the market. And you got to be okay. This is that's why this is so crazy. Uh, we're getting ready to talk about Cuba here and their response to the coronavirus. But before we get to that, uh, we have to tell you guys about our first sponsor, which is the Liberty Trading Academy. Uh, Nate alluded to this earlier, but we have put together a course for you guys that while the market is crashing, there's no better time to learn uh, what the market even is. Like, what is the stock market? How do you read the charts? How do you tell what's going up and down? What the hell is a moving average? Um, what what does price action mean? What does any of that mean? If you are if you are unfamiliar with any of that, then you really need to learn the basics of the market and understand. Even if you still give your money to a financial advisor, it doesn't matter. You should understand what your money is doing, how it is working. How do you get seven percent gains or twenty percent gains or? 50% gains. How does how did Jeff Bezos lose $2.3 billion a day? You know, if you understand all of these basics, then you have a better understanding of the world around you. And so to get in on that, you go to mastermytrades.com and you look at all the free stuff we got on there because there's a bunch of it. And then you sign up for one of our plans. We have the basic plan starting at just $47 a month. And that includes a seven day free trial. Yeah. So you can check out all of the lessons we already have on there. Uh, you can interact with us for free for seven days. And if you hate it, then you just cancel hassle free. We're not going to finagle you. There's like and, a good 10 hours worth of video hold you on upside there right down now. and shake yeah. you down for your lunch money. No, 
There's you you can cancel hassle free. There's no reason not to check this out. Go to mastermytrades.com, mastermytrades.com and check out the website and and start learning what the financial markets are actually doing. The whole point is to find a way to be self-sufficient in your own kind of way. You know, while while everyone else has lost 25 to 30% now of their retirements. Now we lost a chunk today purely out of me putting in literally hitting the wrong buttons is is how we lost money today. So we lost a chunk today, but we're still up uh, about 11% since starting the class last week in our account. Now uh, compare that with the stock market. The stock market is down almost 9% just today. Just today, it's down almost 9%. And we're up over 11% just in the last nine days, I think. So that is something to consider because while everyone else is panicking, we are sitting here on a day when the market goes down a lot. I mean, Monday, we had the first major crash and we made 5 6% that day while everyone else was freaking out. So there's a way that you can get in there and you can you can make money, you can trade consistently, you can trade the strategies that we have laid out, even if I screw them up sometimes, and you can trade those strategies and learn what they are by going to mastermytrades.com. Tell me about Cuba. Oh, Cuba. I've been there before. Yeah. If you have coronavirus, it's probably where you want to go because free healthcare down there. And it's an, which uh, means it's an island, so it's kind of No one should isolated. die. No one should yeah. die. They probably have all the things you could ever need there for free. Um, this is coming out of Reuters. Cuba urges citizens to make their own masks as it braces for <laughs> coronavirus. Weird. This is what free healthcare gets you, by the way. From Abara. Cuba's textile industry has been drafted. They're drafted like going to war to fabricate masks while the government is also urging citizens to make their own. As the communist-run island braces for the potential arrival of coronavirus amid a cash crunch of dwindling supplies worldwide. While state officials say there have been no confirmed cases so far, they have ramped up campaigns on how to ward off the infection through talks at workplace and community meetings and through state media. We can make masks at home using material like cotton, cloth, linen, according to five day uh, I'm sorry, according to the 5th day of September, the state newspaper of Cienfuegos province. These are washable and can carry several with us, depending on how many hours we will be in public spaces or areas with a lot of people. While residents of other countries have queued up at pharmacies and stores to stock up on surgical and dust masks as the academic, uh, epidemic spreads, these are not usually available for sale to the general population of Cuba. <laughs> Dang it. Weird. They're not... Usually, usually available. available for sale. <laughs> How about that? Huh? But government officials have said this week that they want to ensure the whole population can either buy industrial masks or make their own. Isn't that nice of them? Yeah, they Isn't just that, want to make sure. Thank God the government came out and has decided that they could allow the population to buy some masks or make their own. Yeah. That, that's so nice of them. I'm glad they make that they made that decision. If I was there with my family, and I was worried about the old coronavirus. Well, I'm sure I am glad that the government's going to allow me to buy a mask when they weren't allowing me to buy a mask before. Yeah, certainly Man. thankful for that. Yeah. Supporters of Cuba's centralized economy say it allows the government to effectively divert resources toward priorities in times of crisis, while its focus on preventative health care helps it contain disease outbreaks. Really? 
Preventative health care. Their focus on preventative health care helps it contain outbreaks. Now, not to mention, hang on, let me tell you about their their preventative health care steps here. The country is strapped for cash, partly due to a hike in U.S. sanctions, and it faces shortages of basic goods, including medicines, not to mention supplies needed to fight off coronavirus. That's how prepared they are. Yeah. That they face shortages of basic goods, medicines, and supplies needed to fight off coronavirus. That's their plan of action. But thank God they have a centrally planned economy with all these smart people in there that when the crisis does come, they can chain you all up and make you do what they want you know what maybe we ought to what a allow, great plan we ought to allow people to buy masks how about that huh we weren't allowing them to do this before yeah maybe we should allow them to do this now well thank you almighty government for allowing us to do this that is so nice of you if only we had more tyranny <laughs> then we would all be safe yeah, you got to no, no save, one would ever die. Save the fact that uh, this tyranny. thing this thing came out of China. I mean, so that whole yeah. centrally planned government thing uh, is what's going to stop this. So that's that's not exactly the most amazing argument I've ever heard. I've heard some worse arguments, but uh, that one's there. Now listen, what's going in Italy? Italy announces all shops except pharmacies and food outlets will be closed as coronavirus death toll climbs by 31% to 827 in 24 hours and intensive care units are advised to stop treating the elderly. This must be a free market healthcare yeah. system they have over there, right? Well, because they're just worried about greed and everything. So what they've decided is that the intensive care units are now advised to stop treating elderly people. So the, so that's good. That's good. Italy has said all shops except pharmacies and food outlets will be closed in response to the country's coronavirus outbreak as the death toll from the disease in the country jumped sharply in the last 24 hours. A top Italian doctor said intensive care wards should place an age limit on beds as a way of prioritizing medical resources amid the deepening crisis that has seen cases in Italy rise by how much? 196 to 820. Today, Prime Minister Giuseppe Conti announced the latest wave of restrictions in a dramatic appeal to the nation that came as the country of 60 million battles its biggest crisis since fascism. Conte said in his nine-minute evening primetime address to the nation, thank you to all Italians who make sacrifices. We are... But thank you for making sacrifices like us not allowing you to come into the intensive care units. We are proving to be a great nation of young people. Italians have watched ever tighter restrictions slowly either way at the very fabric of everyday life as a government decree on Monday stopped non-essential travel between cities and banned public gatherings. The existing clampdown on public gathering and basic travel had already emptied streets and shuttered everything from churches to restaurants. It comes as total confirmed infections in Europe rose to 23,339 with 951 deaths according to a new tally which is compiled from official sources in Italy the number has risen to 12,149 cases with 827 fatalities more European countries are reporting their first deaths of people <coughs> with the new contagion so this is what happens this this very very perfect place that has very very perfect and free health care for all because it's a developed nation so therefore you have to have that uh, is now facing a crisis and one of their answers is well we need to restrict old people from using our facilities there you go yeah that's nice 
That's nice. Now, in a utilitarian way, maybe that makes sense if you're trying to prevent a virus, but is that really an answer? How about you just set up, how about you designate a hospital for the old people or something like that? Or how about you come up with a way to prevent this disease from spreading, like isolating people properly, things like that? No, why don't we just forcefully stop people from coming to our intensive care units, even if they're over 80 and even if they're sick, we're just gonna we're just gonna cut them off. We're just gonna say they can't come and be around all the other people. That's that's what you got. That's what you got. Free, free. That, that is their uh, social security system. That's what free yeah. looks like right there. What's funny is if you look back at the history, I'm getting this from Wikipedia, which is a reliable source nowadays. Sure. After World War World War Two, I always have trouble saying that World War. I have a hard time II. saying the World Health Organization. I always want to say yeah. World Health Organization. Yeah, that's we what talked I about the say. horses earlier. In yeah, the, in the bonus episode, the World Horse Organization has has been a very very big part of our lives, and that's why I always pay attention. You get confused. To yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, the history of this after World War II, Italy reestablished its social social security system, including a social health insurance administered by sickness funds. In the 1970s, the social health insurance faced several equity problems. Hmm. Huh. I wonder how that happened. Agreed. Um, moreover, sickness funds went practically bankrupt by the mid 70s. Due to the growing public dissatisfaction with the existing healthcare system, Italian policymakers instituted structural reform. In 1978, the government established the SSN, which is the, I can't, I'm not very good at Italian here. So, Servizio Sanitario Nationale, Nash, Nationale, the Italian version of the National Health Service. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Great Britain, including universal coverage and tax funding. What's crazy is in 2000, uh, 20 years ago, Italy's healthcare system was regarded by the World Health Organization, none other than them, ranking as the second base, second best in the world. Mm. So this universal coverage, second, the second best health care system in the world is struggling with this epipandemic. Only, only, <laughs> only if if only they could find a way to be as good as Cuba, then they would be the first right. best I know. health organization in the world. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy to me that people think that we have this crisis on our hands or, or potential crisis. And the only answer can be government. Humans have never survived without the all powerful government deciding everything for us. Like the fact that they can decide that elderly people can no longer receive care. We're only treating those under 65. So sucks to be you. Marjorie. Marge. Old Marge. Is that a a, a very popular Italian name, you think? Well, it was a, a popular name back in my grandmother's day because that was her name. Okay. Mar Marjorie. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Margaret. Margaret might be another one. So being at an hour right now, I say we could switch gears to this, uh, this, this MSNBC thing where the New York Times editor was on there talking about how oh, yes. all that. So we already talked about this a couple days ago. I'm going to play the clip again because now she's out there saying this Mara, Mara Gay, who is a New York Times uh, writer or editor, editorial board member, Mara Gay. Uh, so she is out there saying that all of the backlash she received for what I'm about to play you was simply due to racism that's what that's what it is it's because people are racist now i'm going to play you this clip which of, is very predictable for her to say by of, the way. Yeah, of what she had to say while she was on msnbc she had thought about this for a while so did brian williams by the way so did the person the production people 
on MSNBC. They all saw this. They all had to grab the tweet. They all had to talk about it and write out a script about it. But no, just the backlash that she received. Well, that's just because she is a black woman. And that's that's why. That's why everyone has made fun of her on this. So we'll, we'll play it real quick and we'll talk about it. Let's see. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it, uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent 500 million on ads. U.S. population 327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one million dollars and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics. Okay. So we already talked about this, you know, the other day. Now you can go back and listen to the episode. Take the 205 episode challenge if you want to know what we talked about the other day. Now we're going to talk about the fact that simply because people are giving her a hard time for such a glaringly obvious mistake that she put a lot of time into, and so did Brian Williams, and so did the production people. All those people put all this time in because they had to prepare the segment. Well, this is just out of racism. So... This is from this is from Fox News. It says New York Times Margay mocked for attacking the racist Twitter mob following MSNBC math fiasco. New York Times editorial board member Margay had some choice words for the racist Twitter mob who went after her after she and MSDNC anchor Brian Williams were mocked for sharing the botched math problem. Okay, last week, Gay and Williams marveled at a Twitter user's observation over presidential primary dropout Michael Bloomberg's campaign spending. The Super Tuesday Post, now deleted, claimed that the former New York City mayor spent $500 million on ads. The U.S. population is $327 million. He could have given each American $1 million and still have money left over. I feel like a million-dollar check would be life-changing for people, yet he wasted it all on ads and still lost. So this person who tweeted this... By the way, had a blue check mark, had a whole lot of retweets. A lot of people just heard that. Oh, yeah, I spent $500 million, so he could have given each person in the U.S. a million dollars. They completely read that and thought that it was true. Williams said, it's an incredible way of putting it. And then Gay agreed. She said, it's a, it is. It is an incredible way of putting it. It's, it's true. So they elaborated on this for a bit. In reality, however, how Bloomberg... Div- divvied his advertising dollars among all Americans, the per capita cash out would have been more like $1.53 per person, not even enough to take a ride on a New York City subway. Both Williams and Gay walked back their faulty math. However, Gay wasn't finished there. In an op-ed published Wednesday titled, this is her op-ed, My People Have Been Through Worse Than a Twitter Mob, Gay responded to what she called the racist Twitter mob who went after her following her MSNBC appearance. She said, I thought the flub was pretty funny too. I tried to laugh it off by saying, I'm going to go buy a calculator. Uh, BRB, that's what she said. In a normal time, that would have been the end of it. But the country has lost its mind. So instead, it was only the beginning. She wrote, Gay singled out the right-wing trolls and the mostly male journalists who celebrated her blunder, but then cited the racially charged responses she apparently received as well, including someone who told her she's a great example of why we need to end affirmative action. Now, that's a wrong thing to say. 
you know, that's there are plenty of examples of why we need to end affirmative action. Mm-hmm. But using that as some type of a pointed thing to say towards someone when they make a mistake, that's that's bad. Now, there are a lot of bad people online. So here's what she said. I'm a black woman who writes for the New York Times and appears on national TV. And if you're black in America, no matter who you are, what you accomplish or how hard you work, there will always be people to remind you that you are black, that you are just a word that we're not going to say on this podcast. She continued, we are living in a world where there is no grace for the smallest, most inconsequential mistake. In an instant, I became a target of those who are furious with the media for being too liberal or not liberal enough, a totem for the grievances of millions of people who seem to be hurting. No doubt, some people piled on because they just wanted the likes and brushed aside the inconvenient fact that I was a human being. So here's the point. Here's the reason that you are going to get some backlash from this. Here's the reason. You're using stats like this, and people like Bernie use stats like this, that he said just as stupid things as this before, and we've called him out on it. People use stats like this to control people and make the case for why they should be able to control your life and take your money. And they will throw out stats like this, and they will put them in your face. And a large percentage of their followers, the people who want to agree with them, the people who feel emotionally as they feel, are going to agree with it. And then they that is going to reaffirm their beliefs. That is going to make them feel more secure in their idea that they should be able to take your money. Now, it's all based on a faulty statistic. And luckily, she was called out for it. And she needed to be called out for it. The reason that you're going to get so much flack is because people like her, and by people like her, I mean liberals, people like that are using faulty stats like that all the time, wrong or not, are using faulty stats like that all the time to make the case for why they should be able to control your life. And so we are going to freely call her out on this because she deserves it. Because she got up there on the news on MSNBC, who's got at least over 5,000 viewers and told people (laughs) that if you divided 500 million into 337 million, you would get a million. And a lot of people agreed with it. They were citing a tweet that had been retweeted tens of thousands of times and people agreeing with it. And they still took the time to elaborate on the fact. It it fits the whole narrative that the rich people are holding you back. You should be mad at the rich people. Yeah. Even Bloomberg, even the liberal, the Democrat, you should be mad at him. Because with that 500 million, he could have given everyone a million, but instead he wasted it on a campaign. Yeah. And it's false information. Uh, she wrote here in her opinion piece My people have been through worse than a Twitter mob. It didn't help that I write for a newspaper where my colleagues are audaciously working to hold a rogue president accountable. Jeez. So that, that's the narrative you're trying to spin here. It's just like the narrative you're trying to spin is that you work for a newspaper that is audaciously working to hold a rogue president accountable. Well, The fact that you think he's a rogue president is the problem. That's the problem that people are having with this. You're trying to use stats and and statistics incorrectly that you call a trivial mistake, which, by the way, 527 trillion, which is what it would actually cost to give people over a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be it would be Bloomberg spending 527 trillion, by the way, versus 527 million. That's a big flub. Yeah. It's not trivial. Yeah. Not even close to trivial. It's three hundred and twenty-seven million. Yeah, a, a trillion instead of instead well, of that million. He would have yeah. to, he would have had to have spent 
327 yeah. trillion dollars yeah. to give everybody a million dollars in quite the a, country. Quite a big difference. It's a but big, big flub. The, the issue is, I, I doubt if you went to her and you said, do you stand by the idea and the basis of the point that you were trying to make? And she would still, I'm, I'm speculating here, but the problem is she would still say, yes, I still stand by that. I still stand by the idea behind that tweet. That is, that is what she would say. And the problem is the, the, the entire point was, was completely disproven by her flub on the math. And she still would sit there and say that she would stand by the point that she was trying to make. And the point is that the 500 million is nothing to the population of the United States. It's a dollar 53. But she would still sit there and make the case that his 500 million should have gone into the government coffers and been and been divided out among the people in the US so they could all each have an an extra 25 cents once all it all filtered through there. You know, so it's the the problem is that People like her, and by that I mean liberals and people who write for the New York Times, are going to continue to use points like this to to make their case for why they should control your life, why they should control your money, why they should have all the power over you, and you should have none of the power. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal, and this did nothing to uh, make her rethink her idea on this. Nothing whatsoever. It's just an inconsequential math mistake. That's that's all it was. It was very consequential because it destroys the entire point that you were trying to make. It's very consequential. So now I will say the people who were racist towards her. Well, yeah, that called her the N word that called her all kinds of things who said the thing about affirmative action. Those people are disgusting people. Yeah, but most people weren't coming after you because of the color of your skin, Mara. It's not what it was. Uh, it, it, and it, you, you can't pull out the race card and say, my people have been through worse than a Twitter mob when it comes to the mistake that you made. How about you just own up to the mistake and leave it at that? You know, and, and, and instead of saying I should buy a calculator and try to laugh it off, be like, oh, my God, I, I did make a mistake. That math was horribly wrong. I'm sorry and for trying to brainwash you with those statistics. Right. Because that's you know? exactly what they yeah. were trying to do. They were trying to spin a narrative and instead of backtracking on that and actually coming out and saying, look, we were wrong. You try to laugh it off because you don't want the narrative to suffer because you made a mistake. There's a funny tweet here from Matt Walsh. I don't care what you think about him. Matt Walsh <laughs> quoted her tweet and said, during this time of global pandemic, Please spare a moment to pray for Mara Gay, who is a victim of racism because people laughed when she couldn't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag math. Hashtag math. Yeah. And, and, and again, I'll reiterate, like the people saying racist things to her, that's wrong. Well, and that exists, by yes. the way. We were talking about it, I think, in the pre-show or in the, in the bonus episode earlier. This is a real thing. We've, we know it because we run a page that has a really big reach. I think in the last month we had something like 250,000 post interactions on our, on our, just on our Facebook. We had a, a quarter million post interactions on our Facebook. Now that's some pretty darn good marketing from a Facebook. That's got 13,000 likes, by the way, reaches 1.2 million people and gets a quarter million post interactions within a month. Now that's, which, which if we could distribute that, it would probably be at least a thousand likes per American. If we yeah. weren't hoarding all of that, if we weren't hoarding all those <laughs> likes, we could give. Yes, exactly. You do the math. 
Okay. <laughs> you, you. All men and women created by the, go. You know the. You know the thing. So this. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking. <laughs> we were talking about our Facebook. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. So guys, listen. The point here is that they're trying to get this narrative out. Like Charlie said, this is a narrative. They're trying to float it. Even when they make a terrible case for it, they're still going to believe the narrative. Anytime you have a debate with someone, by the way, they just dig, dig in further into what their idea is. And that's what she's done. And people come out and do things like this all the time. Like, Oh, people didn't vote for Elizabeth Warren because she's a woman. You know, that's, that's why they didn't vote for, uh, they didn't vote for Cory Booker because he was black. They didn't, they're, they're upset with her. They're only calling out her statistics because she's black. Even like, though we've already had a black president. <laughs> yeah, like, guys, like we're Tulsi, three, year, we're three years Gabbard. removed from having the black president. We just had a black president. Literally, a black president was elected to not one, but two terms in the United States. So, and in three years, the United States is just completely racist. Whoa, yeah, what the heck happened? People aren't voting for Cory Booker because he sucks. No. Not because he's black. Because he has crazy eyes all the time. <laughs> If you're watching live on Patreon, you can see the crazy eyes that Cory Booker has all the time. That's how he looks all the time. He's scary. Yeah. Okay. I don't want those eyes coming to take my guns. I want someone with kinder eyes coming to take my guns. Come on. This dude's nuts. Just like people didn't vote for Elizabeth Warren because she's a woman. They didn't vote for her because she sucks too. No. And the, plus they hate Native Americans. Right. And that's the whole problem. She's been, I mean, she thought it was a benefit, but it turned out to hurt her. Yeah. You know? People so, will use any, they'll use any other thing besides the fact that they didn't do a good enough job. Besides personal responsibility. Right. That's it. Anything to abdicate, no. ah, not personal responsibility, not going to go there. Yeah. It, 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 it's in, it's impressive, honestly, that uh, people will go, uh, the links that people will go to. To not take yeah. personal responsibility not on something. Not the links they'll go to. The, not to play golf. The links. They won't go to different golf links, yeah. but they'll go to <laughs> lengths 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 yeah that is what they will go to to not take personal responsibility so this is a great example of that and guys once again a couple things watch live on patreon for just five dollars a month you can do that or you can get in on some other stuff you can run facebook ads we got people paying 30 bucks a month and we're running facebook ads i just started a new one for the healthcare system uh, another guy wanted us to run uh some advertisements about gun rights about the second amendment so we're running advertisements from our facebook about that about the healthcare system we're doing all kinds of things on different patreon tiers i do a video blog every week we just released a bonus episode on there and we go live for the patreon supporters every single day so if you guys want to go to patreon.com good morning liberty and get involved then go ahead and do that if you want to help push liberty on to these people against their will then we're going to <laughs> we're going to go ahead and do that and you can do that by supporting us on our patreon and once again if you want to not be down 30 percent in the last month and be up 11 percent in the last nine days like we are then go to mastermytrades.com so you can figure out how to start taking your own money put it into an account you know you can go on to td ameritrade and start an ira account if you don't want to take the money right now start an ira account you can put money in there tax-free and you can trade the same strategies that we use in this account until the time that you're ready to retire and you be in control of what's in your IRA 
instead of taking a crazy hit like everyone else is. Okay, so go to mastermytrades.com if you want to check that out. And Charles has got some some free stuff for you real quick. Yeah, if you like the show, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to be a part of this action and you think it's fun, then what we need you to do is share it with a friend, like one to ten people, anywhere in that range. <laughs> share it with a friend. Share it with somebody you know. Share it with somebody you don't know. More than likely with somebody you know, because that's who you share things Walk with. Walk up to someone on the street and say, <laughs> hello, sir. My name is John, and I don't have coronavirus. Let me tell you about Good Morning Liberty. Exactly. That's what you need to say. And then yeah. and make sure that they look up the podcast on their phone and listen and subscribe to the podcast. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. It's not weird at all. No. And if you share that show with a friend, then leave us a rating and review, because that just only takes like 38 seconds to leave us a rating and review, uh, we've been getting some new ones in. We appreciate all of you guys that leave us a review and say kind things about us. We are five out of five stars so far, uh, which means that this is a fantastic show, as we mention every single time. So if you guys share it with a friend and then leave us a rating and review, we'll be uh, very appreciative of that. So go to BernieLies.com. Keep up on all of the Bernie. Uh, you know, you made a website Yeah. that looks exactly like bernie's website yeah and yeah. it just all it does is list everywhere he's wrong it's, and where he manipulates st statistics to again for further the narrative we were just talking about it literally looks just like his where he lines out a point and then he gives his little talking points that he gives well i line out the same point and then I give the accurate talking point on it, which is the liberty perspective and the free market perspective on the talking point. So literally, it's a it's a copy of Bernie's website, only with true things on it. So you can go to BernieLies.com to find truths uh, against what Bernie is always saying. Yeah, and should we make a Biden lies? Are we going to have to change the domain name or something on that? I don't know. Huh. We might have to. Uh, you know, the th we'll just, you know, the thing.com, you know, the thing.com. <laughs> That's good. Look it up. That's good. What's this one? Do? Kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love those. Those yeah. are good. He's got the greatest gas. So people <laughs> obviously are going to come after him because of, do you hear him say earlier people. that he wasn't going to take your AR 14? Oh uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Which by the way is a real gun. Yeah. Just so you know, it was like an but M 14, was, but he was know, meaning, be, right. Yeah. I mean, th that would be it. He was meaning AR-15s. Technically, there is a 14 that is a, that is an assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, but he was meaning to talk about AR-15s. He just just messed. It, it was an inconsequential error that, on the number. And he went That's after the guy, like started oh, cursing yeah. him out and everything. Yeah. It was a crazy video. Maybe mm -hmm. we'll talk about that tomorrow. But if you guys do all of those things, you go to all the websites we have, if you <laughs> sign up for everything, if you share the show, leave us a rating and review and you uh, force liberty into people's faces, then we'll be back here tomorrow <laughs> to talk about all kinds of other liberty things. Until then, I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs>